What if you were the living embodiment of all pervasive peace? What if all sentient beings all around you increased their vibration towards harmony by merely being in your contact? What if through conscious reasoning, focused will, and intentional living, you reform yourself, thereby becoming a catalyst and sparking transformation in others. I'm Shilpa Lewis, meditation and mindfulness coach for midlife mompreneurs, and you are listening to Omnipresent Awareness, the podcast that will inspire you to use your story to serve humanity in not just healing, but thriving as souls, each fulfilling their highest purpose. Welcome to Omnipresent Awareness with Shilpa. This is your host, Shilpa Lewis, owner and founder of Omni Mindfulness Coaching. Before we get started, if you haven't already booked a free discovery session with me, click on the link in the description. I am a holistic transformational life coach, specializing in helping midlife mompreneurs bring balance, clarity, and life alignment both personally and professionally, so that you may live your best life. There is tremendous healing value in simply being able to know someone is holding authentic space for you to listen and be accessible as an accountability partner and mentor. If you feel overwhelmed or if you feel the need for some support navigating life as a mother or as an entrepreneur, I would love to provide you with my coaching. If any anecdotes from the stories of the guests from this episode or any of the podcast episodes resonate with you, or if you find any value at all from the content from these episodes, then consider booking a free discovery call with me. Together, we can manifest my vision to be instrumental in the biggest rise in consciousness and awareness and human transformation. And now, here is today's episode. And now, a conversation recorded with my partner in awareness, Tanya, from our joint podcast, Mindful Mompreneur Moments. And oh yeah, if you could, please listen to the very end of the podcast for powerful insights from our guest. Thank you. Hey there, thanks for tuning in. In this month's edition of the podcast, we cover holistic wellness. Up next, a conversation with Annie Gallagher. Annie is an integrative health coach and works in collaboration with Wisdom 2.0 as their director of community engagement, a production company which brings awareness and mindfulness to living in today's technology-driven world. In partnership, she runs healthy, collaborative digital communities, and she designs, produces, and hosts digital courses and events. She has recently become a Zoom master thanks to the pandemic and specializes in creating digital intimacy and meaningful conversations online. She has been an influencer, writer, photographer in the outdoor and nature industry for years as a full-time mom. 
She's now taking the entrepreneur spirit to the next level, and in the new year will launch a unique community-driven nature-based wellness platform around the joy and healing wisdom of nature. She is a mom to three teenagers and a chihuahua named Aspen. She is often found on a mountaintop engaging in athletic pursuits and considers herself a compassionate, joyful warrior. Goes without saying, Annie compliments our holistic wellness series with grace and joy. And now, here's Annie. Annie, thank you for being here. Delighted. I'm so excited for this conversation. Thank you. I'm honored to, um, to share the, the morning with you. Thank you so much for being here. We, the honor is all ours. Absolutely. We'll jump right in. Annie, could you describe your journey on how you arrived at participating or pr practicing <laughs> holistic wellness and maybe tell us a little bit about your current role as an integrative health coach and director of I believe it's called Healthy Digital Communities at Wisdom 2.0. That's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, feel free to interrupt me as I, I'm 52 years old. I've had a long history to get to where I am, a long journey. So feel free to, to interrupt as I start sharing because... I I wish people saw your face because you, you say your age with such grace and you do not look <laughs> anything like over 30 so yeah i just thought I'd, I'd throw that in there this is the magic of zoom i believe so thank you very much. and also it's the joy and the spirit of the work that i do and i'm going to throw that in there right up front for everybody because as a 52 year old i have been through the gamut of everything in life um, in a funny little note i went back at 47 to get my integrative health master's degree and um, part-time with three kids at home. And um, every time a scenario came up that we talked about in this holistic, you know, integrative scenarios in school, I would sort of be like raising my hand like, oh yeah, I've experienced that. Oh yeah, that happened to me. Oh, my kids, oh, my ex, you know, all this. I mean, at 52, it's such a long, beautiful life. There's so much color and <laughs> variety. And um, it makes you very wise. And so you, you come at life from such a beautiful perspective of integrating sort of the Western philosophies of medicine and, and doing with the holistic ways of being and integration. So and you're um, doing something right because you were just glowing and you look like <laughs> this beautiful movie star. Jeez, you got to stop. That's hilarious. Well, there is an inner glow, I think. I'm feeling yeah. it now. I've I have done some a lot of work in my life. I've had to. Um, so just along that, I'll start with my journey because the glow is, is um, it's natural and it's, it's, it's been work. It's, I put a lot of good time into it and it's actually, I'm starting to get a little <laughs> choked up just even thinking about it because it's so true and so real for everyone. You know, it's not all easy. It is the ups and the downs and you want the equanimity in the flow, but there's a lot of downs and there's a lot of shadow work that needs to happen to get to where you can live more in the glow and the flow. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I grew up around nature. I grew up as a Vermont girl and a Colorado girl. And so my journey started just truly connecting in with nature. I had a childhood where my, both of my parents 
I grew up in what the seventies, I guess. Both of my parents worked. My dad was a physician, a doctor in um, pain medicine, sort of a founder of pain medicine actually. Um, and um, was gone all the time. And my mom was just a hardworking mom of three and um, wasn't around a lot because she was trying to, to, to make ends meet and all that stuff. So I spent a lot of time in nature as a little girl on my own. I had siblings, but they were five years um, spaced out from where I was. I was a middle child also. That's also important because I was a natural um, healer, fixer, uh, make everything better, or peacemaker as the middle child, as many um, people drawn to the healing world are. <laughs> um, so anyway, I took my connection with nature and actually connected in deeply with my father growing up. Um, his gift to me was the joy and love around nature and the, and the wisdom that came from not only spending time in nature, but inquiry into nature and looking at nature and the healing aspects of nature that just naturally occur as you spend more time and as you investigate. And I come from a family of scientists on my father's side. So we're always, you know, why is the moss mostly on the north side of trees, you know, as a little kid and you just sort of go over and you feel it like, this is so curious. If you ever get lost in the forest, you always know which way north is. It's where the moss is facing. You know, it's things like that that are so beautiful and that wisdom that holistic wisdom that starts coming into your life and integrating. So anyway, long story short, and we can always go back to the other stories, but long, long story short, um, moved out west to the Western skies and the Western from the East Coast to the West to, to get more of that sort of manifest destiny, changing lifestyle after college and started my career out in the West um, in the outdoor spaces and just loving the mountains and promoting the mountains and writing about the mountains and doing photography in the mountains. And then I started, uh, started a family and um, ended up with three kiddos with massive birth stories. And this is where, I mean, there was resilience growing up, sort of being a kid growing up sort of by myself. I mean, sort of, I'm, you know, the attachment when you go back to sort of aces and um, adverse childhood experiences and stuff, there's definitely some attachment stuff going on there because I was alone a lot. Yeah. And that's why nature and the animals became my friends, you know. Um, but back to the birth stories of my children, I had massive birth stories with my kids, which brought in being a, a new mom, massive need for resilience, and also sort of going back to medical school. My kids were all born for just having to learn um, how to, how to uh, function and manage the situations that were coming up for us with my kiddos. Stayed home for a while, full-time mom, three kids. It was pretty massive. And then many years later decided I need to re-nourish re and nurture myself. And this is where I see a lot of women and maybe some men as well um, who've been momming for so long. Um, they find themselves in this space of exhaustion and depletion, and they've forgotten the wheels of the holistic, you know, wellness wheel, like fulfilling all the eight areas, which are, and I even like pulled it up just to remind everyone, the balance of social, physical, emotional, occupational, spiritual, intellectual, environmental, and financial, <laughs> the balance. And I say that with quotes because is there really a balance? It's the exactly. harmony, right? It's yeah. the harmony, right? Yeah. So anyway, I found myself as an exhausted, depleted mom, as 
it just sort of happens sometimes and it's sort of a reality, a very common sense reality. Um, and I just said, it's time for me to re-nourish, awaken, become alive again in a way that had sort of gotten forgotten. And I um, made some big changes in my personal life. And I decided to go back to graduate school in integrative health. And I did it part-time, 47-year-old mom, <laughs> three-year program, and you know, with a beautiful cohort. And you know, I was one of the, the elders. So I realized, hey, I have some massive wisdom here <laughs> with all these different generations that are in my, um, in my school. And um, it was, it was mind, it was life-changing for me to go back to school. It was life-changing because I really knew that my bigger goal was to be of service and to follow that calling of to be of greater service. Um, my focus had been so micro in my, you know, in my kids' space and sort of functioning on a daily basis um, for so long, even though I did have an entrepreneurial space of the outdoors and photography and influencer status. Um, but I really wanted to make a deeper impact and pick up my head and have more vision. And so I did that and I graduated and I graduated directly into COVID. <laughs> so, <laughs> so here I was thinking it's, I'm launching, my kids are older. They were now teenagers when I, when I finished my, uh, degree and I was sort of ready to just like here comes Annie like yeah she's on an integrative health coach she can take on the world the planet oh my god you mean everybody's coming home all three teenagers back on my lap you know crawling all over my head completely upset about COVID like smack smack down you know? I was like oh you gotta be kidding me you know you know, just coming out 51 years old, you know, finishing my degree, like, da -da -da, and then COVID hit. And probably COVID was one of the toughest parenting years of my life because so much went down for the age group of my kiddos who were teenagers, needing socialization, needing exposure to friends, needing that input other than on their screens. And um, I had to pull the brakes back on all my vision again, somewhat and say, okay, I got to refocus. And I'm, I have a stat, you know, 3.3 million women in January of last year left their jobs because of having to stay home and help with schooling and, and all that stuff. And, you know, I get it. I was right there. Um, uh, yeah. I think forever. it's important that you, you bring out stats such as those, because mm. For us, for Shilpa and I, we keep saying that 2022 is going to be such a transformational year for so yeah. many women, yeah. men as well. I'm I'm yeah. sure about that. I don't have stats in front of me. Yeah, but it's important for all of our audience to know yeah. that you're not alone in in not alone feeling that something is there's a shift in the air, right? Yeah. Also, there's a stat, and it's beautiful, and I don't know. This is all memory, folks. I'm sorry, I don't have the exact, but there was something like 4.5 million people who left their jobs in August. I think this is the great walkout or whatever they call that. Right. You guys might know the, the name. And the highest percentage, I think I heard on, maybe it was NPR or something, was women. Yeah, And for, for all the reasons, but it's sort of like, you're right. I, I hear you, Tanya, like there's there's a shift. There's an awakening, yeah. there's something. I think that on. has a lot to do, sorry, Shilpa, with the fact that we are so 
um, invested in our families. And then when certain workplaces did not understand the fact that kids are home now, you have to let me be with my children. Many women were like, okay, I'm not having this. Like, yeah. I can't stay at this job if nope. they're not going to allow me to homeschool my children, you know? Well, and, and, and that's what the beauty of we're sitting here on Zoom together, like the beauty of COVID actually. So there's, there's sunshine and the rainbows and the unicorns and the fuzzy puppies that came from COVID as well, as long as well as the hard stuff. And that's that we all learned how to, you know, get online and, and create um, maybe a broader workplace than before. And that's more actually come to think of it. And you guys are illuminating this for me as I'm talking to you is that it, you know, this is really an opening for women to, and, and moms with, you know, dependents, like little guys and, and, and teenagers, heck for me as well, um, to have this flexibility. Like I can get on and do my work on Zoom or on my computer and sorry, kick ass at it. And, um, and then also be home to make the dinner, do the lint, do all the small stuff that just needs to get done when you're a mom, an overwhelmed mom or person. So, yeah, and absolutely, as you were describing, that this could be a boon or a burden. And I, I think Tanya and I, through serendipity, were fortunate that the the week we went into lockdown is the week our training had started together. Wow. Yeah, we consider wow. that. Oh, I would say the last few months. We, we're kind of coining the term emergence. A lot of women are emerging out of adversity or into, uh, emerging into new opportunities. Yeah. So even though your kids were back, you're seeing that now it's a new opportunity for you. Yeah, and that's exactly where I am today and why I'm sitting here glowing with you. <laughs> uh, glowing you is know. right. Yeah. Glowing is right. And then perhaps maybe you could share a little bit more about... Um, your community role and describe that yeah. to audience. Yeah. So it's a beautiful segue from this blast of COVID. Like, you've got to be kidding me. Kids are so upset. Age groups are, you know, a tough age group to be home for COVID. I mean, everybody, all the kids, it was tough, but the, the socialization factor for teenagers is so vital. And we've seen, you know, even with just the whistleblower from Facebook and all the Instagram stuff that's come up that like this age group is suffering. So I was like, geez, I've got a real suffering group at home. <laughs> but you know, you're right. Um, the beauty that's come out as well. And my kids, have, by the way, are, they're all doing great and they're all back in their spaces and they're thriving and they've grown in the resilience levels oh, and things like that as well. So they're all doing just super. It's been a big year of growth for them. So fabulous for that. And then for me, what was beautiful is the path that I thought I was going to take um, because of COVID had to shift dramatically. And I sort of had to let go. I had to let go of the expectation of what I was going to launch out of with my degree, you know, integrative health coach. And I had a, a, a number of certifications as well. It was a big, it was a big um, master's degree. So it was a number of certifications as well as this uh, master's degree. And I had to really let go of uh, that expectation of what I was going to do in quotes with my career. And um, it all started falling into place as it sometimes does when you let go. <laughs> and then the natural, beautiful, beautiful uh, gifts and unique qualities start surfacing and then alignment starts happening. And so um, I connected into um, two, two spaces. One is um, Wisdom 2.0, which is a, uh, a, a business, uh, 
a production company that puts on that sort of inter puts on events and courses that um, bring together you know the awareness and technology and how we have to in this day and age really be aware of how we dance with technology and so it was a really nice alignment for me um, using my holistic side and my coaching side and just my true belief in goodness and human values. <laughs> and so I started um, working with Wisdom 2.0 because, because of COVID, everything that they had been doing, which mostly had been in person, was thrown online, as it was for all the businesses, correct? And all the work that we were all doing. And so they needed someone to um, help run the communities, the people, the people voice, the, the voice, the, the voice of, and the, the sort of the organization and putting it all together. And oh my gosh, now we all have to be on Zoom and now we got to put a platform together and now we're going to run a course. And so it's been this incredible, talk about entrepreneurship and it's just been, the leadership's been fantastic. It's been so much fun. We have such a great team and we've really just, you know, I think we've blown the top off of digital intimacy. It's been, I mean, Shilpa, I've seen you in a number of our events. And as you know, you, you can feel the beautiful energy coming through the screens because it's authentic and, um, you know, we care. <laughs> so uh, so that's, that's the one side. And then the other side is I've um, continued and sort of put together because again of COVID, I've had to do everything just sort of like, I need to think this through more. My nature, I've been a nature influencer, outdoor influencer for years and, and done content and writing for organizations and worked with youth in the outdoors. And this year I said, I'm going to put this online. I'm going to do a beta test group of getting a community together online around nature. I'm also a transformative imagery um, guide. I do, I do, I'm an expert or certified in transformative imagery, uh, nature meditations, guided nature meditations. Oh, wow. This is an extraordinary thing. Uh, magical skill set that I have <laughs> found myself being able to um, run with and turn meditation into this extraordinary experience for people. That's and I'm certified. I'm certified. So it's it's been something from my master's degree that I'm launching as well into this new year. That sounds absolutely fascinating. I <laughs> love to learn more about that, particularly given that um, walking meditations mm. are often... Um, in nature, yep. so so healing, yep. and I think the more mature I become about my mindfulness skills, I see the value like breath work in nature yeah. and yeah. observation of the subtleties yeah. all around you. So yeah. yes, absolutely, we, we'd love to hear more about that as well. Yeah, yeah, this has been fascinating, and this is definitely a. Um, a it's been, people have really reacted positively to it. And so I've been like, oh, there's something big here. Um, and so ex exactly what you just said, Shilpa, is that what I've known, you know, we all can't be, I, I am someone who's just, so, I have to live near nature. I have, I have to, it's just part of my physiology. It's the way I have to function. But there's a lot of people who don't have immediate access to nature. Um, and so I've always been thinking about how, how do we bring joy to those people? Is it through photography? Is it through my writing? Um, what are the different ways to bring joy to people around nature? And this uh, modality, which I got certified for in 
my grad school, it actually wasn't exactly what I'm doing right now, but I thought what I would like to do is, is, um, is bring it down to what I'm an expert in, which is nature, sort of, and, and combine this modality with my love of nature and turn this into an actual transformative experience for people coming with me, joining me in a journey in nature. <laughs> it's about sensory awareness, it's gentleness, it's trust. I am your guide, you trust me. Um, and you, we do it in, group, in a group. So you've got trusted, it's great energy and people are around you each, but they're, everyone's held by me as the certified practitioner um, in this wildly beautiful journey into nature. And it literally, so then what happens afterwards is we sit and we ground and then people are welcome to share. And what's beautiful in the sharing is the everyone has their own experience as they're walking through this journey with me and with the group. And yet there's always a common theme. Yesterday we took a journey and our theme for the month and our nature theme for the month was the sky. It's as simple as that, right? The sky. And then we walked through this incredible meditation through the sky and everybody came out just deeply moved with their own experiences and connections while they were in the sky. This <laughs> just sounds sort of funny, but it is, you know, at whatever level they were able to participate with their imagination in that moment, with their awareness and their sensory feels. And then, you know, but the, the biggest picture was, was always, you know, freedom, let go. Yeah, that, and, and, sorry to interrupt the, the fact that you're saying let go again, I was writing down as you were saying, <laughs> things started coming into place. Once I was able to let go, there you that go. was such a powerful um, notion that you yeah. you brought up, and then you're bringing it up again. So just that feeling of letting go and this course mm -hmm. sounds amazing. It sounds like <laughs> something that is life changing, really, because as Shilpa and I, we went through our meditation course together there was something very, it's life-changing when you're able to have somebody hold space for you in that way mm -hmm. and really let go, as you say, mm -hmm. trust that the person has your best interest at heart, yep. which yep. you clearly do. <laughs> it, it becomes life-changing. It does. It really yeah. does. Yeah, I see it. I see that it's, and that's why we call it, you know, there's guided imagery and we call it transformative imagery. And I noticed that you guys are transformative coaches. So you see the, the quote unquote magic. We want to use fun words. Um, yeah. The transformative magic that can happen. And then transformative magic, one of the things that I've noticed and Tanya may feel the same way is that it's not just one modality. So like mm -mm. stepping mm -hmm. into nature is yeah. a form of healing and then integrating, say, breath work and Absolutely. being in nature. And you're just adding layers to it. Layers. With those, each of those layers, you're becoming more present in your the moment. Right, and yeah, exactly. And they're individualized. So everyone has a different reaction to every modality, right? Which is yours to, uh, to pull in close to you and realize that this is the core layer and then you want to maybe keep layering from there as you become more comfortable yeah. with the spaces because it is unique it's different you know if you're not used to thinking outside sort of the western medical box right 
Absolutely. Um, speaking of which, Tanya, did you want to ask the next one or should I go ahead? With the, which one are you referring? Go ahead. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll come back to the wisdom 2.0 in a moment, but we'll, yeah. one of the things I wanted to, sure. to kind of tie in is, so you mentioned the Western approach and it's interesting because I was born in the U.S. Mm -hmm. but my parents are Indian. So I was exposed to what I call like the really old school ways in which um, meditation is taught. And it wasn't until I lived this full life living in India and, um, in my teens and coming back to the U.S. that I felt like I saw different perspectives. So in, from when the you West say old school, are you talking like ancient old school? Or are you talking old school like Western? Which oh, oh, I'm, I'm talking about <laughs> my parents' old school way of like, um, you know, sitting in proper meditation style, reading the Bhagavad Gita. Oh, 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 oh I see. Okay. Having yeah. that, but then having it juxtaposed it. to the U.S. where, um, you, know, you know, I'm in my 20s and you're, you have yoga, but it was so westernized. So oh, so yeah, I see. So I should probably dump the Western word because I think it gets confusing for people, but you're right. Um, yeah, like right, when you people... like the Western box, mm -hmm. I feel like one of the things I always love to ask our, I'll, this will make sense in a moment, but one mm -hmm. of the things I like to ask our guests is what type of modalities do you personally enjoy practicing when it, in, this, in the realm of mindfulness? In the realm of mindfulness. Yeah, well, I was sort of um, introduced to mindfulness because of an injury. And I think a lot of people are introduced to mindfulness because of some big impactful event, whether it's a death, an in injury, uh, a divorce, you know, separation, divorce, something, um, loss of a job, depression, you know. I came into it because I needed to make a big shift in my life. And um, I was given the gift of, you know, hey, you should check out John Kabat-Zinn's <laughs> <laughs> MBSR, mindfulness-based stress reduction type work. Here's a recording, Annie. Um, so that's what launched me into sort of thinking, because I have a, my dad's a physician, an, M, an MD and an MPH, master's in public health. And my stepmom is a PhD MPH. So I come from a lot of sort of science brain um, where empirical data is very important and all that. And yet all of a sudden at age, you know, my late forties, I was um, asked to sit down and listen to this thing called mindfulness. And I was like, what is this? What is this other way of being? Because the Western, the, the, sorry, the traditional um, medical uh, pills, the, the, the pills to try and calm my nervous system and all that weren't working. I had a neck injury and um, you know, all of a sudden I was like, oh, so what happened is I started opening to this idea of mindfulness and the modality of mindfulness. And so I wanted to explore further and I realized to do that, I had to, I had to actually go to retreat to really, really understand what meditation was. <laughs> really it was meditation, like what the heck is this meditation thing? And so I, I went on a, I went on a three-day retreat. I went on a seven-day retreat, silent retreats to really sink in. So I started picking up how to meditate how to meditate just and be mindful while you're meditating or how this so so my first modality sort of conscious modality in this space other than massive connection to nature 24 7 um was doing med just a general learning how to do a kindness meditation loving kindness meditation 
Um, and I really became quote unquote, an expert in that for myself, where I ended up after a couple of years, not needing to <clears throat> meditate every day. And I brought it into my everyday life almost and started just living with grace and um, more awareness and mindfulness from an everyday space. And then as far as the other modalities, yoga, yes, of course. I don't practice religiously, but I, I find myself doing poses randomly around the house and will find quiet space. And the other is I, I, you know, I find teachers to help me, like teachers who come into my life at certain times of my life who have their own expertise of modality, like um, Feldenkrais. Um, and um, so I'll find a space for that in my life for several years and pick up wisdom around it and then integrate it into me, Annie, as a whole person and what parts do I like and what parts do eh, not so much. And so I think I'm just a mix of a bunch of different modalities. Um, yeah, I definitely love that about you. And I love that you're sharing that with our audience because I think that there's a misconception that uh, meditation has to be clearing your mind and not thinking of anything. And mm. I think that misconception is starting to be broken. Maybe it's because we're around this space a lot, Shilpa and yeah. I, but we often hear about people just adopting a lifestyle that becomes your life is the meditation. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's the whole point, right? Sometimes you do need to do the deep. And this is what I try to, to remind. Sometimes people are like, I can't meditate. Like I tried it like 15 minutes, like out of the blue, like starting to, it's hard. Sometimes if you can do the deep dive, start with a couple day retreat and then move it to a little longer retreat to really feel the shift, because that's what's key of when you start really understanding that slowing down and that pause of what comes as you learn how to meditate, then, you know, you can become, you practice, 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 and then, aha, the ultimate goal is you just have it exactly like you just said, Tanya, integrated into your regular life. Wow. You know, and Annie, what strikes me is that perhaps unconsciously you were already doing walking meditations in nature. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, some people call it vision quest, you know, I, I yeah, I'm notorious and, and well-known for just spending being confident, calm and joyful and full of awe constantly in nature. And so with all the beautiful um, and then sharing it constantly with everyone. So it was a give and receive concept. It's just a sort of source give and receive constantly from Ma nature. Um, so yeah, I think for, since I was a little girl, I must've just found my solace and my best friend in nature who was a healer for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. And you mentioned John Kabat-Zinn um, mm -hmm. and he's one of the old schools of mindfulness. Is he also a part of uh, Wisdom 2.0? I think Shilpa has been around mm -hmm. as, and like you said, attended a couple of Wisdom, virtual now Wisdom 2.0 events. Um, yeah. is oh, he a yeah. part of that? And could you tell us a little bit more about Wisdom 2.0? Yeah, heck yeah. So Wisdom 2.0, I mean, it's full of just visionary thinkers, lovely, normal people who, you know, have ideas and they're just taking them to the next level. And Shilpa, you know, I've seen you there, as I said, a couple times since I've been on board. And it's just been about 13 years of sharing this um, wisdom and wanting to just broadcast it to the world. And yeah, John Kabat-Zinn, Jack Kornfield. I mean, there's some that have been there from the start when the Wisdom 2.0 came on board. And then there's, there's always um, an integration of new folks. And again, 
a new wisdom, COVID has been wonderful because what we've been able to do is host uh, speakers from around the globe in a much easier way than having to meet for four days in San Francisco, which is the way sort of it was sort of based in the past. So it's really been become global this year. I became aware of Wisdom 2.0 when it first started. And um, that was, I was close to 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was always my dream to somehow um, attend and it just wasn't happening. And then lo and behold, I must've been on some mailing list and I started saying things about virtual attendance. I'm like, I'm so on board. <laughs> oh, so you're just new this past year and a half as well. Yeah. Oh, like, fabulous. I wanted to be there 10 years ago. <laughs> exactly. And that's the beauty of what's happened with Zoom and COVID and people getting comfortable coming and, and, and uh, creating these communities, communities online. It's been, it's been so beautiful to uh, hold the space to create um, such bonding and um, togetherness around the work. And Shilpa, you know this, and Tanya, you as well, since even though you haven't been at the Wisdom events, yeah, but I the will work be. is so important. It's what you two are doing right now. It's the work is so important. And whatever way we can inspire or open the doors to and shine the light on things, um, for everyone else to then go out and inspire and open the doors and shine the light on things. That's how you create systems of wellness and systems of goodness and systems of health. I love it. <laughs> and attract it. Yeah. Attract yeah. And attract it and, it. and project it. And yeah, that's it's exactly great. Right. It's beautiful. And it is a lovely space. The few times I've been in it, I'm telling you, there's something magical going on in, in Wisdom 2.0. Yeah. yeah. Well, we've had a little. Yeah, we had a little moment, Shilpa, in the in the tech yeah. in the yeah. tech summit. It was intense. It was intense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was beautiful. So Annie, can you share one last insight on holistic wellness for yeah. not only mompreneurs, but people yeah. in general, mothers, women, men, their pets? <laughs> Ooh, yeah, you know. Um, sometimes when you're a mom and you're in the middle of the tornado. It's just hang on, sister. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the reality is that there's a certain time of momming that is just a lot. And if you can be the center of the tornado and use your practices to stay in the center of the tornado and realize that the tornado is around you and not you, that's a big part of um, getting through it. <laughs> then that's just sort of, uh, I think I love the, the idea of a whole person and I like holistic spelled differently, but the whole person is someone who can be in harmony with the ups and the downs and pulling in the modalities, the variations of modalities that work for you and being flexible around them. So you know, maybe when you're learning them, there's a rigidity that can happen so that you stay on target and you actually learn how to do that modality. But the holistic sense is that you have access to all the different modalities in a sense, you pull in what you like and you create your whole person unique to yourself. Um, I, I like to think of three words of purpose that can kind of carry you through sometimes. I think having, working on your purpose is, is a big part of 
identity and getting you through things sometimes. Um, and so my three words are um, nature, the pause, which is part of mindfulness and awareness, you know, that, that stillness centered spot and joy. And I've worked on thinking about those three words for a long time. Um, what really truly is who I am at this core essence. And so I invite people to find their three words to just carry them through and they can shift. But I think being part of a holistic person is, is being flexible and also inquisitive and curious and using the, the modalities to help you get to where you want to go, but not with rigidity, with joy and curiosity and flexibility. Dance with it. Oh yeah, the biggest one, dance with it all. Dance yeah. with it all, you know, <laughs> dance with it all. That's what we've been bringing that up in our, <laughs> in our course that I'm just finished running um, the heart's path on uh, wisdom 2.0. It's, it's dancing with it all because that's a, a visual that people can use that doesn't imply rigidity around it all. It's, it's flexibility, it's joy, it's effervescence um, in every way. That's beautiful. I love the idea of three words because you often yeah. hear the one word, but three words makes it so like I would be, I would choose for right now in my life, I would yeah. choose empathy, calm and um, empowerment. Nice. And then, and you, there's such, there's depth into each word as well. So you can kind of make it mean whatever you want, but you know, just hearing you say your three words, it kind of got me thinking of mine. So I encourage our listeners to think yeah. of theirs. Yeah. And again, yeah. there's flexibility around it. And, and, and Shilpa, yours? Um, my words, um, I was thinking lately for me, stillness has been a huge element of what I continually try to connect to and as you were mentioning Annie sitting meditation is not the only way to mm. find the stillness um, one of my favorite quotes is be actively calm and calmly active yeah. so that's, um, stillness is one um, compassion compassion for myself and compassion for others and yeah. another element of that is because my my dad is um, just recently had knee surgery and it's been a huge part of my consciousness on how to be a better daughter because I mm. sometimes find myself with compassion and fatigue, but also <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. so compassion for myself, but, but compassion for others and patience. Yeah, um, and I, I think you load that up by putting the word better in front of it, by the way, <laughs> I, 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 step I, back from that. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I, right. I, I said, I really, but I'm, I'm tough on myself. <laughs> yes, you are. And thus, the word compassion is one of your three words. And I love yeah. that because, you know, the work is shadow work too, folks. You know, it's Absolutely. not just the light, bright, shiny. Holy cow, have we all canoed and dug around and crawled on the earth around in that shadow. You know, yeah. the hard stuff too. So yeah. sorry, Shilpa, keep going. Yeah, and the third word is movement because mm -hmm. um, I, I um, feel like, it's, it's like continual, like allow myself to move, allow my, if it's as simple as getting up in the morning and after doing breakfast and getting things tidied up, but just keep moving. If, yeah. you know, especially during COVID, I sat a lot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you know what, to, to, to jump on that, um, one of the greatest modalities for me is working with a teacher who practices awareness in movement, AIM. And it has, that's been, cause I'm an athlete. So mm -hmm. I know myself so well 
almost better through my body and being an athlete and a, a massive outdoorist. Um, so I completely agree. Someone once said, can I do this meditation? I really want to be golfing. And hey, if you can walk on the golf course and have peace and quiet while you move between hole and hole, that's enough. That's a massive meditation space, you know, is if you, if you sink into it. So I love whatever so sort of movement you can do. Absolutely. I love that. Thanks yeah, for those cool. words, ladies. Thank you. Well, thank you, Annie. <laughs> this was um, and Annie, you had mentioned um, some some service or something you were creating. Could you share with our audience? Yeah, so I would really invite everyone, you know, Wisdom 2.0 always has beautiful events going on and we're putting together our next um, course for this spring that starts in February called The Heart's Path. It is absolutely gorgeous and it can be transformative for whatever way you could be involved. And then I am working on, um, after this incredible year of building communities on taking my nature group and blowing it out. And uh, one thing I do do is do the transformative imagery, guided imagery in nature meditation during our live Zoom meet, global Zoom meetups. And so um, I'm putting together a platform right now and I'm actually, I need it, I need a break. Actually, this is, <laughs> I need a break. I'm taking December to sort of breathe and let things percolate because we know when we mulch and percolate things come. So um, launching in the beginning of the new year. So I can get you guys that those um, links, et cetera, and that information as they are ready, probably in January. Because my group is like, we can't lose, lose each other. I'm like, I know we're not going to lose each other. Annie needs to run around in the wild for a little yeah. while. And just, it has been such an intense year, year of online community. It's fabulous. And yet we've got to practice what we preach. I've got to go sit in the wild and just be. Yeah, I know the feeling. And I absolutely look forward to being a part of that potentially. Because I do feel like oh, that's yeah, yeah. what we all need. I'm near the beach, but nonetheless ironically i sometimes don't see the beach because I, I know yeah right? we have to give time for ourselves we'll be happy to we will definitely be um showing all of those links in our description as soon as we get them and promoting them as soon as you're ready to share it with the world because it's something that's going to be so um oh. transformative for so many thank people you. it yeah. will be i know it and and yeah. i feel your joy around it as well thank you guys for sharing in the joy i really appreciate it oh thank you thank you for being with us my pleasure. Have a lovely day. You too as well. Bye. <laughs> Thanks again for tuning in. Check out the links in the description and please subscribe, follow, and share. And continue to be omnipresent.